You're listening to the Sports on Tap Podcast Network. Cheers to sports. Welcome in to the Pod That Brothers. We are here um, on a beautiful, what is today? Tuesday afternoon. And I'm your co-host, Sammy Georgeur. And I'm George Georgeur. And welcome into the greatest show in podcasting. I'm going to start us off with something, George, that just braces the whole show. You ready? Ready. We're still here. We're still here. That's for us and for Tom Brady. Um, Thomas Edward Brady is Thomas Edward Brady. Thomas Edward Brady is uh, (laughs) back to the NFL. And today we're going to break down just quickly. I will say we're going to talk a little Tom Brady, some NFL. We're going to talk a little bit. We went to the Suns Lakers game. Um, and talk about that and how much the Lakers suck. And then maybe some March Madness before we get into our don't or am I the asshole segment. Um, it's going to be a quicker one today, but bear with us. It's going to be a chill conversation. And George, he's still here. The dude changed his mind after 39 days of retirement. Yeah, the MLB lockout lasted longer than Tom Brady's retirement. So if you had that um, bet on in Vegas, you can go cash your tickets now. Yeah, I mean, it comes to no surprise, right? I mean, I think you've been saying it since the beginning. You thought Tom Brady was going to be coming back. I thought Tom Brady was going to be coming back, and um, it didn't take him long. He's back. Yeah, it didn't take him long at all. It's pretty crazy. I, I, I don't know. From day one, you know, I really believe the guy just is like, what? Well, I don't know. The whole f- spending time with our family thing, right? And like. You're, we're talking about this has been a big topic this week. Everyone's making fun of it because it's the truth. But it's, you know, for example, me and you are huge family guys. Like we're hanging out with our family over friends most of the time. We're hanging out with family 99% of the time. Right. That's one thing to hang and out And we're with also family. a family, which is, which helps too. What? I'm like being, you're my family member. So it's easier to hang out because you're a good guy. Okay, thank you. The point was, that was the most useless comment I could have had. I don't like compliments, first and foremost. Secondly, the point is, everyone loves their family, and so does Tom Brady. But when you have to, when you leave work and it becomes family time the whole day, and you're a competitor and you're somebody who likes to stay busy, you're probably like, okay, I've had, you know, I've spent 24 hours straight for three weeks with my kids and my wife, and it's been awesome, but like, I can I can still play football. I can still go to work. Yeah, I mean, plus the kids are like 15, 16, some of them 14 years old. Like, it depends on the age. It's not like they, you know, don't go to school. They they have friends. They have activities. They may play sports. It's not like they can just hang out with dad the whole entire time. His wife still works. She can't hang out with dad the whole entire time. And I don't know, but I don't think um, Tom Brady seems like the guy who's going to be binge-watching Netflix and uh, eating popcorn all day. So, yeah, I think uh, – all right, cool. There's a, still he still could be a family man and play football. Yeah, and he has been. I mean, like, I've always thought that's a little bit of BS by athletes. And let me tell you why. Athletes work a lot. Don't get me wrong. We all mm-hmm. work a lot. Athletes, for the majority of American citizens, that mm-hmm. make like they make enough money to enjoy their life more than ninety nine percent of people. And they have off-season, which, mm-hmm. let me tell you, if you're a salesman at Toyota, you don't have an off-season for three months. Yeah, love, with, love our dad, but he never had an off-season. Yeah, and he didn't have an off-season with a $20 million contract where he works nine yeah. months out of the year. So 
I know the family time thing is like great and all, but you're 43. It's not like like you're going to retire in three, four years and then your kids are going to be in college. Like you're not missing out on family time. Maybe once like your kids have grandkids and stuff in like 10 years, 15 years, Mm -hmm. I can start understanding you're coming towards like, you know, your 50s, 60s. But like this whole family time thing was, I think, over exaggerated always because people they have it's not like they don't ever see their family right they see just as much as an average american do but they also have an off season and 10 times the money of an average american so i knew i had a feeling with tom brady man like he's gonna watch some football he went to watch cristiano ronaldo and was like yeah he's still doing it yeah 37 years old hat trick tom brady's like well i'm gonna warm up you now i'm 40 i'm gonna be 45 next season so i'm coming back yeah he he's i think he's gonna be 44 next season isn't he Oh, he's still young. 45 is a big deal because that's what he said he wanted to play to the first time. Yeah, and I, I mean, I don't know if this is going to be his last right. season either. He's, he's In August, he'll turn 45. Holy shit. Yeah, and it might be his last season. It might not, right? Like, I mean, he's back now. Maybe he's like, all right, this is fun. Let's do one more after this. Like, did, He never said in his unretirement uh, post on Instagram, he didn't say necessarily <laughs> this will be my last season. He said for one more season in Tampa. Yes. Which for one more. Mean, which means many things. Could mean many things. I can't believe he's 45, George. <laughs> yeah, it's great. He's going to be playing football at 45 years old and still yeah. be one of the best in the league. I know. It's unbelievable. And he's smart, man, because he's going to be in the NFC. Like, who's good in the NFC at the quarterback position? You got... Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, those are the two best NFC quarterbacks. Like the rest of the NFC, Kyler Murray, Matt Stafford. I mean, he's probably better than all those guys. So yeah, let's not at Matt Stafford though. Here, this guy went to the NFC for one year and won the Super Bowl. So it was in the NFC his whole career. Then he went to the yeah, Rams. I know, but like went to like a no, no. I love no, no, no. I love Matt Stafford. He's a very good quarterback. But I mean, like if we're comparing the AFC to the NFC in the competition. Tom Brady, really, really, there's only one young dynamic quarterback in the NFC probably left, and that's Kyler Murray. And then the rest of them is like Matt Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, older guys, and Tom Brady's just as good as all of them. That's true. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like the NFC is so bad. I know. Like Dak, Dak is a top five quarterback in the NFC, and I like Dak, but it's not that great. Um, I'll tell you some of the matchups they have next year. I just saw this right. on Twitter. Um, like some cool quarterback matchups, and actually, f- three of them are in the NFC technically. So three out of the six I'm going to mention. But you have Bucks versus Ravens. Lamar versus Tom is a fun one. You That's have one. Chiefs versus Bucks. That's always doesn't be great. Rams versus Bucks. Bengals versus Bucks. Packers Bucks. In the Cowboys, Jeez, a lot Bucks. of good quarter, a lot of good quarterbacks uh, playing the Bucks this season. It's a lot of good quarterbacks and a lot of just fun matchups, right? Like and they play Cowboys Arizona. Are... Don't forget Arizona's good too. That's a good quarterback matchup with Kyler Murray. That's true. Yeah, and for those that um for those that know us, uh uh we live in Arizona and I do I would love to go watch Tom Brady. And he happens to he plays the Seahawks for Seattle fans though. So, um, in Tampa. In Tampa. So like one of those two almost feel like a must. Oh totally. I don't know which one though. Because it would be cool to go to Tampa. Yeah, it depends on the dates too, right? Like if it's a Monday night football game, it'd be really fun in Tampa. Like just you know, and prices, I guess. And prices, yeah, yeah, because it could it could get expensive. But yeah, um, 
Pretty crazy, man. He's... I just can't believe he's back. I don't know. I, I knew it. I had a feeling in my gut that he'd be back, but it's still shocking. Like, I think we were driving on our way to the Suns-Lakers game, right? Yep. And I was like, hey, by the way, Tom Brady's back. And he looked at me like, what? And I was like, yeah, no, seriously. He just announced it. Like, it was kind of one of those, like, by the way, like, I'm not shocked, but also still, like, there's a little bit of both of the motion. Like, yeah, I'm not shocked, I'm, but, like, what the hell? I'm just wondering if he did that post, like, on the airplane coming back from, like, England or something. Because, like, he's probably sitting or decided, like, for sure on the plane back from England to the United States. He had a nice eight, nine-hour flight sitting there, like, hmm. Does this really want it to be the end? No. You know what I mean? Because that's, I mean, before on Before my wife stops me, I'm going to tweet this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> before Giselle stops me, I'm fucking tweeting this, dude. Let's just I, do it. I thought it was interesting. That, I mean, Giselle obviously was going to put up a supporting post, but his ex-girlfriend who has his first kid, Bridget Monaghan, also put up like a quote tweet and said, oh, I'm so happy Tom's back. I didn't know what I was going to do on Sundays. I was like, oh, wow. That, he, how good of a guy do you have to be if your ex is also like tweeting about you? Yeah, he's probably just an amazing man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everything he does is amazing. God damn it, I I, I I couldn't pay I couldn't pay an ex to tweet something like that about me. Yeah, <laughs> there's no not probably enough money in the world to do that. Like, come on, that means that means he's just an amazing guy. Exactly. Probably just respectfully divorce her. Such a nice. I don't even man know if they it. were married or divorced, but I, um, I think she just had a kid together, and that was it. And they were dating. Fair. Um. I'm actually his ex. His ex was they have a 14 year old son, Jack Bridget Monahan. Yeah, she's an actress. Huh. Bridget Monahan, publicly supportive ex Tom, says everything about her strong relationship with his family. Oh, that's kind of weird. That's I wouldn't weird. like that. I wouldn't like if my ex had a strong relationship with my family, especially yeah, or if, if my wife's ex had a strong relationship with her family no yeah thanks. but when you, you you're throwing a kid in the mix here so it makes it a little bit different true and it's tom brady yeah. his wives slash girlfriends are probably like okay whatever exactly. <laughs> like, whatever it's tom brady all right well that was kind of crazy news this week what else do we got i mean we did we said we're going to talk a little bit about that Suns lakers game um Two reasons. Well, first of all, I wouldn't really call it a game. I'd call it the Suns Laker Massacre. The Massacre. The Phoenix Massacre. I like that. The Phoenix Massacre without Chris Paul. First and foremost, if you guys follow the sports on tap, like which you're listening to this podcast, that's part of the company. So it'd be, yeah, it'd be probably hard not to follow sports on tap. No, or you, you can mean, listen to this and not follow the brand. Oh, okay. Now follow the brand. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, it yeah. might not. There's a chance somebody listens to the podcast and not know it's you know like wh where to look up main brand stuff. Follow exactly. at the Sports on Tap on Instagram and Twitter and our website thesportsontap.com. We're focused a lot on like fan content, like you know going to stadium, showing you what it looks like in the stadium, kind of uh, like videos from fans, not your standard Bleacher Report, you know, just tweeting only highlights. Like we're trying to do some very specific fan videos from the fan perspective. Um, and one of the things we were posting a lot the other day at the Phoenix Suns game, first and foremost, a pretty awesome remodel of an arena. And I don't know yeah. if anybody knows this, obviously, but they didn't get a new arena. They just remodeled the one they had in downtown. They gutted the entire inside, and they made a pretty fucking awesome place to watch a basketball game. 
It is so good. Um, the bars are great. They almost have like a beer garden section where you can just, it is basically a beer garden, but two of them, two of them corner. where you can watch the game. And it's like, maybe that's the world's greatest view from there. Like, but you can still see the court really, really well. It kind of adds a little bit of that baseball feel, um, like baseball environment where you walk around and yes, we love to watch the game, but when the game's a 40 point blowout, you want to be able to have the people still buying beer, still hanging out and not leaving the stadium. And they do a really good job of that yeah it's just an it's in the entry bar they have the biggest bar top in the state of arizona it's like that 18, really i didn't know i, I didn't realize that big white one biggest yeah i've taken a tour of the stadium for those that don't know because considering we were considering season tickets before we moved here i still should have i should have done it we would they would have cashed in on those george because they made the finals that year but Who knew? um they it's the biggest bar top in arizona and like when you're in that stadium you look out the glass window and you see downtown it's a really cool experience but we did get fucked with the massacre because i think i want to see that i have a video george of the score of the game like a few minutes in and it's quite embarrassing yeah i mean the lakers i mean as we get that score out it's like the lakers in general are embarrassing right i mean you saw that lebron james first of all doesn't like has given up trying on defense like that's just not part of his basketball game anymore offensively he's still fucking so good but the rest of the team is so bad and you said it best about russell westbrook at the game he just doesn't have it anymore he does as soon as he lost a small step his uh ability to be you know, an impactful player is gone. Yeah, it, it was kind of sad. And I don't know what the score was, but I have one that says 64 to 40. So it was almost a 30-point game at some point. And uh, listen, watching LeBron live is always going to be a fun experience. Okay? Absolutely. You just look around the crowd, right? And you can see the excitement from adults to young kids, right? Which is a fun mm -hmm. thing. Like, it'd just be like going to a Steph Curry game or to whatever type, like any situation like that where you go see the young kids that are like in love with these athletes and they're just so excited. And even adults, like the amount of LeBron James jerseys around. Right. But it's interesting with LeBron. It seems like he's trying to score, keep scoring. He has the scoring title right now in his back pocket and the team's not playing well. So he's like, fuck it. I'm just going to score a couple times and take the rest of the game off. And he kind of did that yesterday against the Raptors too. Mm -hmm. They were down by like 20. He put up 22 points in the, fourth quarter to have 30 points and then yeah. like you're down 32 to six at one point in the game <laughs> he's just trying to put up points you know and i don't blame him like if i if my team is this bad this year and you're lebron james like i could fucking get a scoring title on my on my yeah <laughs> it's crazy history. since the all-star break they're zero and eight when lebron doesn't score 50 points and so they're two and ten or two yeah. and eight and it's just two those two 50 point games yep yeah, it's it's pretty sad. I mean, they're they're look. I think they're gonna get into the play-in game, but I mean, Portland's only I think two games back of them now. And I mean, unless they start, they can't go two and eight the rest of the season on season, or Portland's gonna catch them. That's fucking embarrassing. Do you know how bad Portland is? I know they don't even have Damian Lillard or CJ McCollum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, this is bad right now for so the that's, Lakers. That's like bad, bad because you have LeBron and Westbrook. I don't give a fuck how bad Westbrook is. He's there. And so is he's LeBron. still there. He still plays basketball. You still have LeBron. Like you, you can't miss the play-in game if you're the Lakers. You can't. Let's see. Right now, they're uh, one game ahead of the Pelicans and two and a half ahead of the uh, Blazers. Blazers. I like where they're at right now, though. I know that sounds crazy because their first game would have to. Be, well, no, you want the seven seed. You have to. You can. You only have to win one out of the two. Or you have to. Win, yeah, yeah, seven seed. You have to win one out of two. 
and then anybody no, else. No, 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 eight, seven, and eight. You have to win one out of the two. Okay, but they're five and a half behind the Clippers. So they're not even getting that eight seed. No, but that not. means their first game is going to be against the Clippers. I would prefer yes. that over the Timberwolves, unless Kawhi comes back, I guess. I guess, yeah. Which one would you prefer? The well, are you right sure? Now? Well, I was just thinking, Do is that how it works? Because remember the Lakers and Warriors played yet last season. Winner goes. I think eight, seven, nine, and ten play, and then they have to win twice, and then seven and eight have to win once. Okay, but then who plays who? So it'd be, I think it's Timberwolves, <laughs> Clippers. Winner goes, the, lo- the loser of that plays the winner of the Lakers and Pelicans. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. actually correct. I yeah, I, that's why I was kind of quiet for a second. I was trying to remember if I was right about that. So here's what, if, if, if I'm the Lakers, I would love to be where we're at right now. For a playing purpose. Obviously, you'd rather get to the six seed, which you're not going to. They're 12 and a half games back with like 15 games left. Right. Um, but right now, I'm going to get if, if it shaped out the way the Lakers would want the Timberwolves beat the Clippers in the playoffs and then Lakers have to beat the Pelicans and the Clippers. Very possible. But then possible. they play the Phoenix Suns in the first round. Yeah. And they get ran out of the building. But who knows? I mean, it's a long I mean, you still have LeBron James. I don't want to I don't want to go into this like absolute thing where I'm like, there's no way they could actually ever do anything ever because they could They have LeBron James. Yeah. It just sucks for them that they would have to face the Suns because right now the two seeds like the Grizzlies. If you told me somehow LeBron and the Lakers upset the Grizzlies the first round. I would not be shocked. Me neither. But I'd be shocked if they beat the Suns. Oh, there's no way they beat the Suns in a seven-game series unless, unless, Sammy, this is a huge unless, uh, Chris Paul's hurt and Devin Booker's hurt. Yeah, because we just saw just Devin Booker in the Suns. Beat the Lakers by like forty, but also Anthony Davis is out. So if you're the if you're the Suns, there's no hurry whatsoever to bring back uh, Chris Paul. No, unless I guess one way I would is considering that we do if we do have to play the Lakers in the first round and Chris Paul's like eighty five percent. I don't know when because there's only like fifteen games left of the season. Yeah, uh, I think the Lakers today I saw have fourteen exactly. So yeah, so. So I don't getting, know. Is Chris Paul supposed to be back soon or not? Like that's. that's I am not quite sure. I thought he's going to be back um, towards the end of the season, but I'm not exactly sure. Hmm. Let's see. Um, he's shooting around pregame, so that means he's probably the dude. Fucking played in the All Star game. <laughs> I know. Hurt, <laughs> so he's not that hurt. They're probably just being smart. That's what I'm saying. So I wouldn't rush him back. Well. It was a fun experience, nonetheless. George and I had a few too many drinks that night. And, One, uh, not a few too many, way too many. Way too many. We went out to, uh, if you haven't been to downtown Phoenix or you haven't been to a Suns game, right around the stadium, there's an area called Roosevelt Row, and there's a bunch of new bars um, that are all really like trendy and fun. A Ghost Donkey and Palma and uh, what's a Chang Lanes? Chain like lanes a, a bowling alley. It's too much fun. Cha- no, champagnes. 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 Yeah, it's like their lanes. Asian twist because, but it's like champagne, champagnes because it's Asian food. It's a weird twist. Um, yeah, and it's it's an awesome area, but it get, got us a few too many. But you know, the Lakers being down by fucking twenty five in the first quarter is the reason we had a few too many. Because if it was like a tight game in the fourth, it'd probably be our asses in the seat, not grabbing some more beers. Ugh, I know. I just even thinking about it makes me feel sick. Few too many for us. Goddamn. All right. Well, we're a little bit on a time crunch, so it's gonna be a quick one today. We'll get we'll get you guys some more content hopefully by the end of the week or ne- early next week. Yep. And uh March Madness coming up and all that. So we'll probably have a podcast right after some March Madness games this weekend. 
I like um, that. We should do like just some like ultimate March Madness pod or some bullshit. Yeah, and they'll be quick. I know. Quick I, pods like this. It is. It's like something you just talk to with friends about. Like, hey, did you watch this guy, white guy for St. Mary's? He's really good. That's yeah, how it all great. ends up. Or the white guy for Gonzaga. One or Gonzaga. Two. Yeah. All right. Well, we got our Am I the Asshole segment. Um, as always, we'll do one on this podcast. Um, or how, how have we been doing? Have we been doing one on this podcast and the others yeah, on the and, bonus? And the others on the bonus. Okay. So one on this podcast, I'll give it to George. He has two always. So I always have one. Um, hit us with your first Am I the Asshole? And uh, if you want to hear the other two, the, other, the one that I have that I'm going to read out and the other one that George has, um, make sure you check out on the same feed, Pod That Brothers on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to. Um, make sure you check out the bonus episode that will be out in the next few days. That will be the, just the Am I the Asshole bonus. So, George, uh, the floor is yours for the first one, but just All wanted right. to make sure people know that the other cool. two will be on the bonus pod. All right, this one's a good one. <laughs> Which one is it? The first one. Yeah. All right. Am I the asshole for making inappropriate noises when my mother-in-law calls my husband's phone at 2 a.m.? My husband, Kevin, and I got married months ago. It already sounds like a yes, but continue. Yeah, I know. It's a good one. My husband, Kevin, and I got married months ago. Ever since we moved away, his mom started calling more often. She had a mental breakdown when she heard we were moving. She begged we stay near because she needs him through her two older sons are there. Anyway, she'd call at random times with then started calling in the middle of the night, specifically at 2 a.m. I thought that was so weird, but she said she wanted to hear Kevin's voice but was too busy to call during the day. Kevin responded to her call every time, saying he's aware there might be an emergency. It's exhausting and completely ruins our alone time. I asked her to call at like 10, but no, she kept calling at 2. Kevin said he can't bring himself to ignore her calls, and I said that I, and asked that I be patient. Last night, I decided I wasn't having it. I waited till Kevin was asleep and put his phone on vibrate and waited for her to call. Two o'clock rolls around. The phone starts vibrating on the nightstand. I stretch my arm to answer, and I start making sex noises from the bed. I'm taking full-on moaning and then some dirty talk and moaning. A few seconds in, and she ends the call. Kevin wakes up and asks if I was all right. I tell him it's just a fever, and he goes back to sleep. Just a fever? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, what's wrong? Nothing. Just a fever, man. Just a fever. Yeah, I know. Just... <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> like, just I woke... a fever. <laughs> I woke up to a complete disaster of Kevin angrily, angrily asking what the fuck I did last night when his mom called. Clearly, she was livid and mortified because Kevin said I... I just traumatized her by having her think we were having sex when she called. I told him what I did and insisted it was just out of frustration, but he said I shouldn't have done that, no shit, and embarrassed him, duh, and made his mom uncomfortable. I said I said she was calling at 2 a.m. He said I acted childlessly and potentially harmed his relationship with her. I just told him to just tell her I was behind this and said, oh, don't worry about that. I will. And then demanded I apologize to her immediately, but her shaming texts made me refuse. I might have went about this the wrong way, but I was just frustrated. That's all. Am I the asshole? Um, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're an asshole for, I mean, there's ways, like, look, what you, her mother-in-law her was doing is not correct. thought process is not asshole. Like, this is frustrating. That's not, you're not an asshole for thinking this is frustrating. Right. Like, you embarrassed him and, like, made his mom hella uncomfortable like if my wife ever did that like i don't know if i could like like how would my wife even come over to the house anymore to see my family 
Yeah, right. no, that this like, look, here's the thing. Like, not every situation equals like, all right, I'm frustrated. Say, so if I was frustrated, and this is me, be me and you, for example, and I punched you in the face, am I an asshole? Yeah, because I punched you. <laughs> like, even yeah. if I was frustrated, like, the, your reaction to being frustrated makes you an asshole. So, yes, you are the asshole. Yeah, I'm going with the yes, just what you said, like the the reaction. And like I said originally, you're not an asshole for thinking that maybe his mom needs to chill out a little bit, right? Like exactly. it seems like you guys are making a lot of sacrifices for his family by they didn't move, right? Because No, they, they did close. move. But they said I thought you said we stayed close. No, 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 no. She wanted us to stay close. They didn't. Where, where, let me let me read that again. She said she begged we stay near because she needs him. She had a mental breakdown when we heard she was moving. Okay, okay. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this, you're the asshole, yeah, because it sounds like, like, I don't know, you know she's going through a tough time. Like, then fucking just, like, you can find a better way to, to handle this. Yeah, mother-in-law could say, call at midnight or 11, not 2 a.m. also. Correct. No, no, but the, the, the reaction. We're not talking about is the mom, yeah. the mom the asshole for the calls. We're talking about is the reaction. The reaction's exactly. bad because at the end of the day, I always say this when we get relationship ones and we're talking about those type of things. Always say, if you have a problem with an in-law with something in a family, talk to your partner. Right. Don't make it a problem with the family. Because totally agree. If you can fight with your partner all day, every day, but you never want to get to that point where you're fighting with his family. Like no. Yeah, and and that's where she is now. Yeah. And it sounds like the mom was just calling a lot. It's not like the mom was like uh, the type of person like showing up at the door. No. Like, well, and also we don't know what the time difference here. She keeps calling at two a.m. and they moved away. Maybe it's a different time zone. Maybe a different part of a world. I, we don't. I don't really know that part of it. Yeah. Don't mess with the mother-in-law. Yeah. That that's my my. my that's the wrong person. That you want you want that person, but uh, you know, on your side. You do not want the mother-in-law on the other side. I agree. I agree. I love it. Those are all facts, George. All right, you are the asshole. We rarely get an asshole one, but so you are the That's asshole. why I like this one. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening to this episode. The other two Am I the Assholes will be on the bonus pod. I think it'll release a day after, so I usually separate them by a day. So if you see this podcast out today or whatever day you're looking at it, if it's been one day more, it'll probably be out on the feed soon. So uh, make sure to check out the Am I the Asshole bonus episode. And uh, other than that, George... I would say enjoy March Madness. Enjoy baseball starting up. Um, free agency in the NFL has been crazy. And NBA is nearing the playoffs. So we have a lot fucking going on. Yes, we do. I love it. All right. Well, thanks for listening to Pod That Brothers. And uh, make sure you leave us a five-star review. And check out all our stuff at the Sports on Tap, like I said earlier. And uh, you're listening to the Sports on Tap Podcast Network. And cheers to sports. You're listening to the Sports on Tap Podcast Network. Cheers to sports.